0: Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com.
1: Hey there, and welcome to Tech Stuff. I'm your host, Jonathan Strickland. I'm an executive producer with HowStuffWorks, and I love all things tech. And back on October 26th, 2011, my co-host, Chris Paulette and I sat down in a tiny little alcove at the then-headquarters of HowStuffWorks in Buckhead Georgia, Buckhead, Atlanta. I'm kind of glad we're not in that particular alcove now. I'm in a much nicer studio. But we sat down to talk about how metal detectors work. What is the operating principle behind metal detectors? What's the science behind it? So you're about to enjoy this classic episode of Tech Stuff, How Metal Detectors Work, and I'll talk to you again in just a moment.
0: So today we are going to talk about th- You know what? This was a topic uh, that I don't know that anyone has ever requested. Um, it came to me actually as I in was looking through stuff in my basement and went <gasps> metal detectors. We should talk about, we've never talked about metal detect. Actually, we've sort of talked about metal detectors, because metal detectors use a lot of the technology we talked about before, especially the relationship of magnetism and to electricity. electricity yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's something that uh, we run into very often, especially if we travel and walk through the metal detectors at the airport.
1: Right, if we're not getting back scattered.
0: Or, uh... You know, dropping stuff that you can't find, losing your wedding ring in the mulch outside. Yikes. That's good stuff. I've done that.
1: Wow. I, I have, still have it. So there you go. I've never lost my wedding ring. All right. What? Well, it was only temporary. Uh-huh. So anyway... Metal detectors. Let's talk about what they are. We're mostly going to be talking about the kind that you would you would carry with you, mm-hmm. like you know the the portable metal detectors that you would use when looking for, say, loose change on the beach or you know searching for that rare Civil War uh, bullet or a gun, yeah, that might be part of you know in an area that you knew the you know, battle happened here, so there may very well be stuff here. Yeah, we we should definitely talk about some of the applications of the technology. Yeah,
0: um, and I I would like to point out that we have an excellent article on howstuffworks.com if you're interested in
1: learning more. Um, yeah, it's called, called uh, how metal detectors work. Yeah, it should be pretty easy for people yeah. to find. I think written by uh, Jeff Tyson. Yes, and it is a very good article and mm-hmm. very uh, uh, it's simple to follow, easy to understand. I I would say this is this is one of those really great How Stuff Works articles. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you, you, by the time you get through it, you're like, oh yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Yep, especially if you have a little bit of grounding in the way uh, electromagnetism works. Yes, and conductors and inducers. Right. So uh, we'll we'll co- cover that. I mean, we've talked about it in previous podcasts, but we'll we'll do a quick brush up so that we can explain it. Um, so you want to let's let's talk about the the uh, Jeff does a great job at breaking down what the typical uh, portable Metal detector, the 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 four main parts of one. What they would be?
0: Yeah, I mean, if you've ever seen people walking around with a, a metal detector, you you sort of know what they look like. They have a, a roundish part uh, that's the, used yeah. close to the ground. Right. That's a that's called the coil. Yep. Um, then the you have coil. Yes, and then you have uh, the stabilizer. Um, uh, which is the part that you actually hold on to that yeah. holds on your arm that, that you see under your arm. Because you know, frankly, uh, having used the metal detector, it's not the lightest thing.
1: Right. Yeah. This this helps this helps distribute the weight somewhat so that you're not you don't feel like you're carrying around a, you know, ten pound brick the whole time. Because yeah. without that, then it, you would get very tired very quickly. Yeah. And the, the 10 pound, the aforementioned
0: 10 pound brick, which probably isn't 10 pounds, but it cer- certainly can feel that way after a while. That's the control box. Yeah. Uh, and you've got all your, your electronics in there. Yep. And, and then the, uh,
1: uh. The connecting bit. Yes. The long, skinny part, that's the shaft. Yes, it connects the coil at the base to the part that you're holding and, the uh, of course, the control box. So those are your and four basic parts of your basic metal detector.
0: Yes, and then, you know, you have your headphones because this is one of our episodes of stuff that beeps. Yes, stuff, and wa- stuff what beeps. Stuff what beeps, and it, it does, in fact, beep.
1: Yeah, there's usually some sort of audible alert that you have, in fact, Detected metal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, more sophisticated uh, metal
0: detectors will tell you a lot more. Often with, a, well, sometimes with with an audible tone, but also with a visual, uh, some kind of visual analysis. Right. Well, we can get into that yeah. too in a
1: minute. So there are three main types of metal detectors. The ones that work. The oh. No, no. Three three main uh, approaches to to metal detection. Let's say mm-hmm. uh, there's um, there's the very low frequency, which is probably the most um, the most popular or the most common type of metal detector, at least for the the portable metal detectors. Um, yeah, there,
0: when we get into this, you'll you'll see that each of these different types has its own strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, and you might say, well, the VLF detector sounds great. Why would you use the others? We'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, the, the other two are. Uh, Pulse induction. Yep, and beat frequency oscillation.
1: Yeah, I I knew a beat frequency oscillator once. He was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> no, way, I think of something else. I guess. That's, so yeah, that's, that's mm-hmm. the beat boxer frequency oscillator.
0: Yeah. The uh, the uh, VLF metal detector is the type that I have. Okay. Um. And uh, the. The basic differences uh, in these is you'll see those really in the coils. Yeah. To be honest, uh, because a VLF has two different coils. One transmits, um, and and the other is basically an antenna to pick up the signals. Right. They're
1: shielded from one another, so it doesn't pick up. Right. Because otherwise, if you turned it on, you would just have the receiver saying, "Oh my gosh, there's metal everywhere." (laughs) <laughs> Holy crap,
0: you're rich. Wow, and even I, up in the air. It's it's literally everywhere. Yeah, then that you would go, that would not be very useful. I'm taking this back to the <laughs> store where it, I bought it.
1: It's a detector detector. <laughs> this does not do me any good. It's a detectinator. Yeah, it's a detonator. Wait, um, where's Perry? <laughs> uh, so the the <laughs> the transmitter coil um it's it think of a circle Mm-hmm. All right, it's a, a this circular part at the base of the the metal detector, right? And if you were to take it apart, which I do not recommend you do, you would see that there is you a, avoid your warranty, you avoid your warranty, and it may not work anymore. You will have a there's a coil of wire. That goes around the perimeter of this circle. Like it's, it's wrapped around. So the circle itself is, let's say it's like a quarter of an inch thick. Mm-hmm. And you've got this coil of wire that's, that's coiled around this quarter of an inch all the way around the perimeter of this circle. Right. When you run electricity through this coil of wire, what happens besides the fact that electrons are moving through? Because of the nature of electricity and magnetism. Well, when you run electricity around a, a coil like that, it generates a magnetic field. That's right. It does generate a magnetic field, and it generates a magnetic field perpendicular to the direction of the electricity. Mm-hmm. It's just the nature of electromagnetism. It's amazing. It's awesome. That's what, how electromagnets work. And, uh Dynamos work in a and sort of using this in reverse. Um, so you've got electricity flowing through these coils, and that generates the magnetic field. Well, it doesn't just the electricity doesn't just flow in one direction. No, it it, it goes back and forth. It alternates very yeah. very very
0: fast, uh, almost as fast as I waffle back and forth on what I want to eat for lunch.
1: And that means that the magnetic field also alternates the yes. the direction of the magnetic field changes uh, and if you think of it in terms of the disc the, the 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 coil disc being toward the ground you can think of it as the magnetic field occasionally is pushing against or pulling the ground mhm in general that just think of it that way that's the direction of the magnetic field while the electricity is going around and around in a circle back and forth and in, in the various directions and that that alternation is happening hundreds of times per second. Mm-hmm. So you've got this magnetic field that's that's just oscillating, essentially, yeah. right there against the ground. Uh, when it comes to contact with something that is metal, well, the metal will start to... That magnetic field will cause a, a, mag- a weaker magnetic field to generate around the metal object. Yeah, it basically induces a magnetic field
0: in a, a metal object in the ground. So let's say uh, um, you drop a, a screw... And when you're trying to build something outside and you're trying to find it with your metal detector so that you don't step on it with a bare foot and you know need a trip to the hospital and a tetanus shot right um so as soon as you run the coil of the vehicle and you're not trying to touch the ground with it, you really just need it close to the ground yep um it will find the screw the screw will basically start inducing a uh it will in It'll the generate. metal detector detector will generate a, a field, and that will cause the screw to generate its own. Yeah, a, It'll weak, go, a weaker magnetic field. Oh, yeah, metal. yeah, considerably weaker. But it will the metal detector, uh, the antenna coil inside the transmitter coil will say, oh, look, there's something right there that is generating a, a magnetic
1: field. It's right here. Chris and I have a lot more interesting things to say about metal detectors, but first let's take a quick break to thank our sponsor. So, if you have a coil of wire mm-hmm. and you introduce it into a fluctuating magnetic field, that will induce the flow of electricity within the wire. Right. Just as electricity in the wire will create, generate a magnetic field, a magnetic field will induce electricity to run through wire. A uh, fluctuating magnetic field, it can't just be just a magnetic field. So, when the weak magnetic field from the metal object hits that, that, the wire in the, uh, the, the, the receiver coil that generates the electricity, which then alerts the control box. It, that, that's why when the control box gets an electric signal from the receiver coil that says beep, something is here. Stuff what beeps. Yep. Stuff what beeps. So yeah, that's the basic, uh, uh way that a VLF metal detector works. It, Shoots out this magnetic field. The pol- polarization is alternating, the same as the uh, the flow of electricity around the 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 uh, transmitter coil, and then the receiver coil picks up any magnetic fields generated by metal objects that are under the surface of the ground. Mm-hmm.
0: It's pretty cool. And generally, it'll go more or less about a foot. Yeah, uh, you're not going to find you know the Earth's core. <laughs> yeah, and, with a metal detector,
1: and the the depth of what the depth of the the uh, effectiveness of this metal detector is also going to be dependent on other factors, like the nature of the metal object itself, because oh, yes. some some metal objects are going to generate a stronger magnetic field than others, like iron. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll also depend on the the composition of the soil. Yes, so if the soil has a lot of elements in it that would create a magnetic field, you're going to get a lot of interference. Yeah,
0: or, or an environment where uh, that, that would conduct electricity more readily. Like if you were trying to look for something in, say, salt water, yeah. you might have more difficulty than if you were looking you know, on, uh, on a different type of soil. Right, right. Um, now, there is something, too, uh, called phase shifting, Yes. And that's how it's able to tell what sort of metal it is. What sort of metal it is. Um, and it it really has to do with the, the inductance and the resistance of the object that you're looking for. Now, the inductance is, um, the object's ability to conduct electricity. Um, and if it's inductive, it will be able to, to conduct electricity easily, but it's slow to react to changes in the electrical current. Right. Um, If it's resistive, it doesn't conduct electricity as easily, but it is quick to react to those those changes. And a sophisticated metal detector will be able to tell you, well, that's I think that's gold, or I think that's iron.
1: Yeah, based upon that phase shift, because the phase shift for a particular element is going to remain constant. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's why if it didn't remain constant, then this wouldn't matter at all because it wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't know, you know, it's like, we just know something is down there. We wouldn't know, have any way of guessing what it is, mm-hmm. but because it's an inherent property of this particular material and it's really dependent upon the molecular composition of whatever that material is, um, then we can make, start making guesses based on that phase shift, mm-hmm. um, and it's yeah the phase shift you know with it being that difference in timing between the transmitter's frequency uh, and the frequency of the magnetic wave that's generated by the the object, um, you know it's these are sort of ranges. Yes. Right. Like yeah. if, if it if it's a certain range there, then the metal detector can give a best guess as to what that material may be. Yeah. So. There's never necessarily a guarantee that whatever it is you've detected is specifically going to be, you know, aluminum versus gold or whatever. Right. But it's a it's an indicator so that uh, it gives you at least the idea of you know is you measure risk versus reward. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. The risk of exhausting yourself digging up useless junk. Versus the reward of possibly finding something that is of true value. Yes. So that's really the whole purpose of this, anyways. Just you know to kind of tune in on that beep and make it more meaningful, so that you know you don't waste your time digging up uh, little pull tabs from soda cans. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Now, yeah, if you have a higher inductance, it's going to create a larger phase shift, and lower inductance has a smaller phase shift. Now uh metal detectors use a a phase demodulator to read this and uh what that creates is discrimination. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's terrible but Oh no, not but that kind. Within of
1: metal detectors it's okay.
0: Yeah, because the thing is uh a, a good metal detector will allow you to filter out stuff that you don't want. Right. Because uh, the metal detector if you set it at a certain setting and say, you know, I'm I'm really looking for
1: metals that fall within this range. Yeah, perhaps gold. I've actually seen uh
0: metal detector booths and they'll have like this giant jar of class rings that people have lost.
1: Oh uh, nice.
0: Which is sort of a, you know, reminder that, you know, hey, you you can find stuff if you just Take your metal Of course, people look at you funny.
1: Yeah. Uh, but yeah. But yeah, um, that way, that way, let's say that you're out there looking for something specific. You can, you know, some metal detectors have settings where you can, uh, you can tell the metal detector to ignore anything outside of a particular range of frequencies. Mm-hmm. So in other words, you're saying, you might say, I'm only interested in finding silver, let's mm-hmm. say. So what I'll do is I'll set my metal detector so that it'll, it'll only, uh, activate it'll only alert me if something that generates a magnetic uh, frequency similar to that of silver is encountered by the metal detector so in other words what you might you might pass over a gold deposit and nothing happens right but as soon as you go over that that silver half dollar – and then you dig it up, and you're like, hey, look, I'm rich. And meanwhile, the gold guy behind you is like, ha-ha, sucker.
0: <laughs> well, that's that That can be called notching. Yes. Basically, you set it for a, a if you imagine a scale, uh, you know, one notch on that scale. Or uh, some of the more sophisticated metal detectors will allow you to set uh, more than one notch.
1: Right, so that way you could look for both silver and gold, and you'd say, ha-ha, Mr. Smarty Gold Pants. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, now, that's, that's the VLF uh the the pulse induction metal detector It's
1: uh, a little bit different,
0: yeah, it uses only a single coil or uh it can use multiple coils working at the same time
1: yeah but these are these are coils that haven't that don't have that shielding. It's not like you have a transmitter coil and then a receiver coil right uh, and all of these coils are generating very quick bursts of electricity, which of course creates a very sharp magnetic wave mm-hmm. And uh, so it's just a really quick spike and then what will happen is that magnetic wave if it encounters a metal object, again, that metal object will have to will generate its own magnetic wave and the uh, the metal detector will pick up on that and it's all it's kind of like an echo, right? It's kind of like an echo, right? Thank you. so. If you think about it that way uh it's it's like uh, sending out a signal and waiting for something to bounce back, yeah, but it's very fast I mean the
0: average is about a hundred pulses per second, yeah which is
1: yeah fairly rapid pretty quick and then you're looking for the reflected pulse, yes, which is what the the object that is under the ground or wherever uh, that's the the uh, the pulse that it generates in response to the one that Came from the metal detector.
0: Yeah. Now it, it uses a uh, these these types of metal detectors use a sampling circuit, basically trying to determine whether it's actually metal that you're finding or something else, some other type of magnetic field that is interfering with this, yeah. the signal. And it's basically judging that based on the amount of time it takes uh, to
1: to reflect. Right. Um, yeah, that's another thing that we should point out is that metal detectors can in, in, encounter lots of different kinds of interference. Sure. Uh, not just the composition of the soil, but let's say that you happen to cross over where an electrical cable has been buried. Mm-hmm. That could cause a problem. Like yep. Your metal detector might Think that hey look there's gold in them our hills and, and you truth hit the mother load yeah and truth what you've hit is the power line which you don't want to dig that up uh, no it could result in everything from death which uh, is in the metal detection biz we call a bad thing yes uh, or it could result in or and, and or it could result. In in an entire region losing electricity, that's also a bad thing. Yeah, that's that's a very good point.
0: I mean these these metal detectors are not only incredibly useful; they can be a lot of fun. A lot of hobbyists love them. Yeah, uh, but you do have to be very very careful. Um, and it's good to know your the, the territory to uh, quote a certain musical. Uh,
1: <laughs> nice. But yeah, I mean you need you to know, know
0: the territory. <laughs> you got to know where you're you're digging because you you really could get
1: hurt. Hey guys, it's Jonathan from the present day budding in here. I was just, uh, wanted to talk to you for a second because, uh, my, my, my ad detector is going off. Looks like we got a, a sponsor read.
0: So we have an integrator on these, on these, uh, pulse induction metal detectors. Yes. Uh, and that's reading the signals from the sampling circuit and, converting them to DC. Right, that's not, current. Yeah, I was going to say, not the District of Columbia.
1: Yeah, not, not a comic book uh, publisher either.
0: And that's uh, feeding into the audio circuit, and that is
1: what beeps. Yeah, that's the stuff what beeps mm-hmm. for the pulse indicator. The, the thing is,
0: uh, these are very good at detecting metal, but they're not very good at discriminating between different types of metal.
1: Right. Um, so, so, so you're not going to get the, the level of precision that you would get with a VLF uh, metal detector. Right. But you know, they, also you got to remember that these different types of detectors, while some of them may work in conditions that others do not, there's there's also a, a price range here as well. Oh yes,
0: yes. Now, yeah, the uh, the beat frequency oscillator metal detectors can mm-hmm. be uh, fairly affordable. Um, yes. They also use two coils, but one is in the search head, and the other one is actually in the control box. Yep. Um, they're connected to an oscillator that is uh, pulsing. Um, Many, many times per second, thousands right. of times per second.
1: Um, and, and the, and the frequency of the one that's inside the control box and the one that's inside the actual detector are slightly offset. They're not in sync. hmm. Or Backstreet Boys.
0: Or 98
1: degrees. Oh, you got the other one I was going to do. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah. new Menudo.
0: Well, ironically enough, to our, our current part of the conversation, current. they uh, create radio waves. Uh, yes, um, then the receiver in the control box uh, picks that up and plays tones to let you know when you're you're coming into range of metal.
1: Right, because what's happening is that when the metal uh, encounters this uh, this 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 electromagnetic field, that is going to alter that radio wave. And mm-hmm. so, what you're really listening for are changes in the sound that you're hearing the change in the sound indicates that you have encountered something that is generating this magnetic field because of the one you're generating.
0: They know what they're going through. (laughs)
1: Um, So, yeah, I mean... Metal detectors killed the radio star.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But these, these, uh, like I said, these are a lot cheaper to manufacture, and therefore, if you are uh, interested in getting your feet wet uh, in the metal detector thing as a hobby. You might consider this, but they're they're far less accurate as far in terms of um being able to give you any kind of discrimination uh or any really any real control. Um they actually use these are the types of metal detectors that you the handheld detectors that they use at the airport. Right. Um you know if you walk through the the scanner and and then yeah, that's the type they use in the wand because they don't really need to know whether it's gold or iron, they, they just need to know. Want to know what it is yeah. that you've got?
1: Now, once 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 something beeps, then they can say, "All right, well, let's see what that is." They don't, mm-hmm. you know, necessarily need to know immediately. Right. Uh, yeah. And the metal detectors, the the frames at the airport, they work on essentially the same principles we've talked about here. Yeah. They're generating electromagnetic fields, which of course has brought up some concerns with people who may have. Uh, uh, devices, like medical devices, that Mm -hmm. could react to electromagnetic fields. That's why you'll occasionally hear about uh, folks like that having to go through like like a pat-down security as opposed to a metal detector just because of the concern that it could interfere with a medical device.
0: Right, right. Now, with with all of these, um, what you're going to find depends on the type of metal detector, the type of metal that you're looking for. Uh, about how big it is, the kind of makeup of the soil, um, any kind of interference from other objects, and the halo, which is basically—you know—if you have a piece of metal in the soil, it's going to read a little bit differently. It's going to—it's it, going to register as larger than it actually is. Yeah,
1: it's it's one of those of interesting of, things. Yeah, the I could see your halo. Yeah, I, I was wait. I I was trying so hard not to go into that. We've done so many songs. References in this podcast—it's crazy. This might be our, our like our most intense. the, the funny thing number is, of references per minute.
0: Other than the first one, none of them have been metal. <laughs> that's
1: true. That's true. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, no. That it is really the halo effect is really an interesting thing. It's just this the fact that certain kinds of metal objects uh, can actually increase the conductivity yeah. of the soil that's around them, and the the longer that object those particular objects have been in the ground, the greater that conductivity change can be. So then, yeah, you might be like, hey, there's, an, there's a Sherman tank down there <laughs> or something. And it just turns out that there's another object that's been down there and has affected the conductivity of the soil. If, um, but if, it's pretty phenomenal. If
0: you have a Sherman tank buried in your backyard, please give me a call. I'm, I'm interested to see Well,
1: that. not anymore. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, well, you think about it. It makes sense. If you have, let's say, let's say the aforementioned screw and it's been there for a couple years yeah. it's let's say iron Yeah, and it's beginning to rust it's beginning to disintegrate and you it know it can
1: change the conduct- conductivity sure. depending on the again it also it's depends it on the into the soil it's rain yeah. and you know yeah yeah it really depends upon the composition of the soil itself as well yep so yeah if there's a lot of iron content in the soil that's going to cause some issues when you're when you're doing melt section you know you just you're going to get a lot of interference, and you just have to factor that in. Doesn't mean that the metal detector is going to be useless. It just means that you have to kind of uh, adjust your expectations and listen for bigger changes mm-hmm. in uh, in the soil content, uh, and not and kind of kind of ignore the noise separate the signal from the noise
0: yeah I, I would argue that it probably takes uh, some personal discrimination too you really need to get out there and practice if yeah. you're going to start using uh, doing metal detecting as a hobby um, and maybe even trying it with things that you what that you know what they are you know some coins uh, a ring uh, a screwdriver you know something that you, yeah, you hammer you, hammers you know Sherman yeah. tanks um, stuff, that,
1: stuff that you just You know, tend to run across in your general area.
0: Well, you know, you never know what you're going to find when you're out in a field somewhere. Yeah. And if you can identify what they are, you can get a uh, a sense of what different metals sound like, How uh, get a feel for how your metal detector works.
1: Yeah, how sensitive it
0: is. And how sensitive it is. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it can be a lot of fun to, uh, as as you were talking about before, like going to uh, uh, battlefields. Of course, I, I imagine... Probably all the uh, major battlefields have been picked pretty clean at You'd, this point. You would think,
1: but it's, it's amazing what you can stumble across. Sure, I mean, it's just, sure. It's, again, it's one of those things where it may, be, it may require an, a phenomenal amount of luck. Sure. In your experience, there's sure. no such thing as luck. <laughs> uh, but it may require a phenomenal uh, series of coincidences in order for you to stumble across the right section to find something significant. But really, you never know. Uh, you just—it's—it's it, it's amazing to me how something that you would think, oh well, this has got so much traffic. There's no way there's anything sure. of significance can be found there, and yet, like five years later, you'll find that the find of the century. <laughs> like, oh what? yeah,
0: how'd that happen? Well, yeah, and and you don't know what's around in places that yeah. uh, you know might be of value. I mean, again, people find. I'm still searching for Blackbeard's treasure. All kinds of stuff
1: out. Every in time I go to the Carolinas. Out in normal places, maybe that you I might should actually go, go to the every day. beach instead of Finland. That's probably part of the problem. Yeah, but you know, Charleston is so nice. I just like to you know spend some time there and. Yeah,
0: people even, uh, use them for prospecting. Oh, yeah. You know, and, uh, and for coin shooting.
1: Now, if you do want to use your metal detector for prospecting, there are some things you need to rem- remember. Uh, first, you have to grow a beard, a beard of at least a foot in length, and it needs to be gray and grizzly. He's gun punchy, ladies and gentlemen. Second, you need to be able to say things like consarnet with a straight face. <laughs> and then third, the most <laughs> important thing about being a prospector is you have to develop your crazy prospector dance when you strike gold very important
0: yeah coin shooting is uh the practice of looking for coins after an outdoor event yeah like a wedding or or, or a like woodstock you yeah. woodstock
1: yeah, you go to you go to some big outdoor conference and you take a uh metal detector and you start looking for for change the, the the thing is that if you live in an area where this sort of stuff goes on on a regular basis you could presumably pay off that metal detector after you know a few visits to these uh, these areas once the the concert is over or a game or whatever yeah. um you know and and because we're usually talking about change you know some some nickels or dimes or quarters or whatever the whatever money you use cuz i right. know it's not all just united states folks euros loonies euros, well if you find euros you're rich because I think a euro is equivalent to like seventeen dollars at this point um that's a gross exaggeration, but the point being that you know, yeah you, you could conceivably pay off your mail detectors costs after a few visits you know mm-hmm. um, but al- although a lot of people just enjoy the this as a hobby like it's just it's a way to get outside you're enjoying you're enjoying time outdoors, and you're finding stuff which just brings you a level of of uh of satisfaction, right? Yeah. I mean mm-hmm. it's that whole treasure hunting aspect. You know, when I when we discover something, there's an element of satisfaction there that you can't put a mon- monetary value on. Woohoo. Yeah. You know, you're just like, hey, look, I found some money. Woo. And yeah, there's there's an enjoyment level there that goes beyond, oh, and it's worth, you know, seventy-five cents. Yes. Um although the seventy five cents is always nice to have. 75 cents more than you had but when you showed up at the field so yeah i I keep
0: wondering actually uh why the value of the giant jar of class rings you'd figure they'd cash that in yeah i mean for more than just selling metal detectors maybe that's more lucrative than uh selling off some of those glass rings
1: yeah prying out all the little jewels and melting that stuff down and then just hey you know making yourself a bar of gold it's worth its weight in gold All right, guys, hope you enjoyed that classic episode of Tech Stuff, How Metal Detectors Work. If you would like to contact the show, maybe you've got a topic in mind. Maybe you've got some questions or concerns. Maybe you just want to say, hey, Jonathan, you're doing a nice job. Well, go to our website. That's techstuff.com podcast.com there you're going to find all the different ways you can contact me or the show you'll also find links to our merchandise store and remember every purchase you make goes to help the show and more so go check that out we're really proud of it tari's been working hard on that website for a while so i know she's very excited that you guys are going to get a chance to interact on it she's just giving me a big smile she's dancing she, look at her go Gosh, Tari, wow. She just did the floss. Uh, Now she's doing the hand jive. It's amazing. Thanks, Tari. Well, guys, that's all for me. I'll talk to you again really soon.
0: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com.